Hey, this is the DM Discourse, a podcast about D&D focused on the experience at the table from behind the screen. I'm your host, Daryl, and today we'll be talking about adding new players to your ongoing campaign and different ways to get them invested before their first roll. Cranston had seen his share of drifters. After all, he assisted the ruler of Fen's Keep, a place unmoored and at the edge of the Old Kingdom, and further from the vigilant agents of the Prism Wizard. Business with vagrants was commonplace in this fort of thieves and ne'er do wells. But for this task, his baron wished to take on an extra pair of blades. The note and contents of the parcel brought with that unusual trio from across the jagged sea shook him to his bones. There were few things that could frighten Baron Blackshield, but whatever it was did the same for his castellan. 500 gold, Cranston said, once you reach the bottom of it. Whatever treasures you find down there are yours. He had found two individuals in the Green Forest Inn, situated in the town commons, to join with the group that had initially arrived. The bard's eyes lit up, but it was the owl first to speak. Are you serious? Of course. The talking bird puzzled him, but it was not important for now. He retrieved a note and passed it across the table. The details are there, along with that of the other party you were looking for. They have been gone for some time now, so I believe the sooner you settle your tab and get going, the more likely you are to find them. Cranston moved to get up from the table, but the bard Antonio said, Well, see friend, we've been drinking for a while. It would be nice if maybe you or whoever your patron is could settle it for me and my French too here. Of course. The butler's mustache bristled as he left a few coins at the table. That should cover it. He left without another word. Finally, a break, Antonio said. It feels like it's been weeks since we've had a decent paying gig. That's because it has, the Aarakocris said as she adjusted her feathers. Doesn't help this place already had a hired bard, and a celebrity no less. Celebrity? I've played far more impressive places than him in my prime. Castles of lords whose extravagance would put this place to shame. And if you want to be playing in those places again, maybe we should get a move on for this job. Finish your drink so we can go, oh great and talented Antonio. It was a short walk from the tavern to their destination, and rain started to pour as they rounded the back of the hill of the keep and up the walkway from the river they saw the open door of the entrance to the accursed halls. Beyond the precipice was only dark and still against the evening rain. You lead, Jitu said. Of course I will. I wasn't asking.
Oddly enough, one of the first things that happened after my group had been playing our monthly sessions for about half a year, a couple of their friends heard about our campaign and were interested in joining. I think this is a perfectly natural reaction. People hear about D&D and immediately are interested in playing. I don't think this is the place to talk about saying no, such as saying no to players. I think I have enough to talk about when to say no for another episode, um, and probably a more specific scenario that addresses the idea better. Uh, but for now, let's just talk about the eventual reality that at some point you're very likely to have other people who want to join your group. Assuming you know these folks and are in some way cool with them, that's fine. It's easy. But you may be wondering how best to handle integrating them into your campaign. It can probably be easy enough if you're, say, in town. But what about a dungeon? Or the party is in transit to some other location? They may have no reason to trust this strange individual who came their way, but odds are good your friends will meet you halfway and still accept them into the party. Still, you can do yourself a favor, and your friends a favor, by weaving in this newfound fellow into the existing narrative, plausibly and quickly. Some Sunday night, years ago, these two friends had their first session with the group, and for one of them, it was his uh, first session of D&D ever. The existing trio of adventurers were down in this shifting dungeon that's beneath the keep of the town, already on the adventure, so I started with a different narrative, focusing on the new duo. They met with the Baron, or more specifically, the uh, Castellan of him, and uh, the Baron at this point had become the trio's employer of sorts, as well as their contact for that aforementioned parcel, which none but the Baron are truly aware is the stone heart of the giant far beneath the keep and its dungeon in perpetual torpor. Torpor? Torpor. I think I got it. All right, torpor. But they've been down there for a while, and he wants to be sure the job gets done, so he may as well get some extra pieces on the board. And that's it, really. I presented the new group with immediate investment in the stakes of the party. In this case, it was to reach the bottom of the dungeon beneath the keep, and being new to the locale, are keen on acquiring payment. Plus, this set up an easy tutorial scenario. The original party members had just cleared out the first floor, and were puzzling over the door blocking the path to the lower levels. These new folks arrived just as the puzzle was solved, entering them in combat with an undead Lamia. So then, it's roll initiative and the basics of actions and movement and etc. <laughs> some things that form the core experience of Dungeons & Dragons. For some, more than others. I figure if we're five episodes in now, you guys are aware of how fond I am for designing little niche or mini encounter or scenarios in order to introduce mechanics to uh, new players or even just to use for ongoing campaigns just little snippets you can insert um, so following their triumph the group begins to coalesce do they return to town to recuperate or proceed down to discover what lurks below to give you the short of it they chose the latter and to make a short story shorter they turned tail as soon as a black pudding descended from the ceiling and started to eat away at the new player's uh, fighter's armor. The stakes of adventuring now likewise were made clear. It's not always an easy win. They got back topside to adventure another day. I think it's important to start with your new players at the table as well. Sure, there's a culture you've made with the existing group, but these new potential members can have something else to offer and could probably provide something that helps ease them into the game. There could be the inverse, sure, where the players suddenly feel the pressure of being put upon to kick off the session, but that's why you're there, to guide and referee the game and narrative both. 
ask them questions about their character, the basics, um, what they look like, their mannerisms, where they're from, how they act, and why they're there. If they don't have any ideas or are flexible, given uh, and you give them some ideas to springboard off of, uh, then that's great. Something basic such as you're here escaping a bounty or you have family in town will work. Or maybe the player will come up with something while you guys are playing further down the road. That's something players have been done uh, in my campaign currently, later on, which hopefully we'll get around to talking about in the future. Uh, the players will often discover new things about their characters just as much as you do from what they give you. Letting them have the initiative uh, grounds them with immediacy. Because in my experience, you otherwise get to wait 30 minutes to an hour while everyone else at the table gets to play with some abstract promise of fun if the players stick around long enough. Give them that fun immediately, and then you'll have them hooked forever. Here's an alternative to the scenario. Your player isn't into the character they're playing, and they want to play something different. Let them. Ask what they have in mind and discuss a way that this new character can get onto the stage. For my previous campaign, the half-orc fighter wanted to switch out to a half-elf paladin, where they had a bit of a shared backstory between these two characters, um, something I figure is probably pretty common uh, in the hobby. Uh, the party was already heading to the capital city on urgent business to stop a necromancy plot, but it was during the same time as the summer festival, so this new paladin, himself a noble of a distant country, participated in the jousting tournament being hosted. Of course, this was an outsider, at the whims of the local aristocracy. By some feat unknown to the players, the paladin's equipment was sabotaged to kill off some noble's heir competing in the tournament. Uh, you and I both know the name doesn't matter. Whatever plot this was worked for us from a DM perspective just to introduce this new character. It didn't matter who or what these shadow players were. In fact, I don't think I even had anything written down at the time. I probably could look through my notes, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't. All that really mattered was that the half-elf paladin was brought before the king on charges of murder, only to be drafted into the same order of knights the party was in, by choice of the sovereign, not the king's sovereign, his sister, the original patron of the party who forsook her royal bloodline to join that order of knights. So, you know, you just get a, get a little twist in there. You just, you just spice it up. You just throw a little, little, throw a little spice in your game, you know? <clears throat> so we introduced a new character. And we made it engaging by revealing more about characters the party was already familiar with uh, for those who weren't part of the scene. So even if they were on their phones or whatever, I try to give them something that's still interesting enough for, to hold their attention, at least for a little bit. There's no problem with keeping the players in the dark. It's the mystery that you perpetuate which will amaze them, thinking you're prepared for everything. Take, for example, if a player's character falls during a session when you still have an hour and a half left to burn. They come across the prisoners of the Hobgoblin Warlord, where they find the player's new PC shackled. Their aid would be invaluable since the party's already down a character, but maybe there's something else about this new member you and the player can cook up in the downtime away from the prying of the other members of your group. Be flexible, and you can make the best of any situation calling for a new adventurer entering the mix. For example, uh, going back to my current campaign, uh, one of my players wanted to take a break from his cleric that he had been playing to try out a homebrew cuisiner class that he had found online, so we made uh, Harvel Boot Soup, who has become an infamous NPC at this point in my game. Uh, early on with my friend, I had started scheming that we could maybe do something special about this character who suddenly appeared and all of the other characters were just with okay existing and being part of the group. There was no 
out of the game, there was no meta reason for him to already be there and be joined with them, but he simply was. He quickly died, I think, one or two sessions later um, when they went back to the Accursed Halls and had an unfortunate run-in with some of the creatures down below. Um, but he has been appearing over the course of a number of campaign sessions as a bit of a mysterious trickster in the least likely places, currently now uh, serving aboard on their ship as the cook. And the only member of the party who would be aware of that is one of the starting player characters, who is the captain of the ship, and a bit busier uh, with his schedule in order to notice that the cook is a all-too-familiar face that they ran into before. Whatever current situation you find your party in, whether it's traveling across the countryside in socio-political discourse with the local regent, or just exploring a dungeon, find a way to get your new players to become part of the direction the campaign is headed. You may have to drag them kicking and screaming into it, but with a bit of finesse and familiarity with your friends, you can do something even better. Trick them into desiring to become part of it. Don't apply brute force to the player, but perhaps take or create the things they care about along the way. The social contract of the game isn't just a guarantee for them to jump into the deep end with you, but if you allow them to tread the shallows for a while, you can get them to swim all on their own. Alright, I think that metaphor is probably better than most of the ones I've come up with so far, um, but I hope it gets my point across. And hey, if so, or if not, I'm always glad to receive feedback. You can shoot me an email at dmdiscoursepodcast at gmail.com or reach me on Twitter at dmdcpodcast. That's all I've got for now. So in the meantime, take care and have a great week.